0: I believe there are two ways to approach our lives. One is looking at it as a series of norms we have to live into and objectives we have to achieve. This view is full of expectations, pressures, bias, and systemic dynamics that continuously need to be overcome. The other is to look at life as a series of choices we make and goals we set for ourselves, a life that is full of agency, growth, and opportunity. Welcome to Live Stoked and Lead Stoked, where we explore both life and work from that latter perspective. I'm your host, Sarah Bettman, coach, consultant, and speaker. More importantly, I'm a fellow traveler on the path towards living my own stoked life, and I'm passionate about helping others do the same. Let's jump into this exploration of life and work and what it means to live and lead stoked. Hello, and welcome back to Live Stoked, Lead Stoked. Or maybe it's just welcome because this is your first time here. Either way, I'm glad you're here and happy to have you. Last episode, we talked about Live Stoked and how I came to understand this different way of living from a place of agency and choice. All of this was born out of my burnout body, mind, and spirit, where I essentially woke up in the wrong life and have needed to find my way back to me, or frankly, just to me. Today, I'd like to spend more time on the Lead Stoked side of this podcast. I've had many people, especially since I've been an entrepreneur, tell me that I should focus on just one thing, either organizational advisory and consulting work or individual coaching and development. One or the other, not both. And frankly, I've resisted, not to be stubborn, but because something in my soul says, no, it has to be both. I can't focus on one without the other. And frankly, I really struggled with this because as an entrepreneur, you hear that you, you need to have your voice. You need to be clear. You need to be specific about who you serve, how you serve them. And I always just came back to it's both. They fulfill different things in me. I contribute in different ways, but I couldn't figure out how to talk about it. But recently I was reminded about how I came to this belief. And it wasn't long ago that I started to find the words for it. So I'm going to try it here with you in this podcast and talk about the Leadstoke side of it. So, the first contributor of why I believe it has to be both was going back to when I was burning out by body, mind, and spirit. I mean, frankly, so much of my life was caught up in this identity that was work. Frankly, to the clothes I wore, to the vehicles I drove, the things I did, everything was defined. That included the community of people I hung out with, the things I said. Any of you who've been in a compelling job or identity, it doesn't just have to be EMS, knows what I'm talking about. This happens for many of my clients where the culture is defined what's the informal dress code, but you better not show up outside that dress code. So it became really clear that I was spending a lot of activity and energy around this thing called work. And if we spend so much time at work, then it's got to be aligned with who we are and what we want to accomplish or else it creates dissonance and we're unable to live our fulfilled life. One of the This is also one of the main places where we can get stuck in a role or defined by expectations that is in our jobs. This is the number one reason why a lot of people come to coaching. They want to feel better and be more impactful or be something else. It's just something isn't quite right. I remember when I was in the midst of burning out and considering leaving the world of EMS, I kept thinking, what kind of asshole are you? You save lives for a living, but that's not enough. I felt shame. I would go on and berate myself and, and identify all the people who are having a great career, living their best lives, doing this work. So why couldn't I just suck it up and enjoy it? Be grateful for what I had. But the truth of the matter was, I couldn't. I don't necessarily know why, other than the fact that I wanted to do something different. But at the time, it was also made harder that because I didn't know what I was going towards. I didn't know what I was being called to do. The measures of success at that time in my previous life, whether it was dispatch and arrival times or innovation and IV rates, they no longer mattered in the civilian world. I didn't know what I could contribute. I remember going to a temp agency because I needed to get some sort of work, and I dressed in this suit that I hadn't worn for 10 years. It was the suit that I wore when I applied for my first jobs right out of college. And I tried to look professional and walked into this place, and they basically said they had no work for me. I had no skills that were transferable, at least for their clients. And that became my mission, right? That became my work is to figure out what it was about being a paramedic. That I loved that I could translate in other worlds. And if anyone's been in the military, anyone's been in a very specific job, you you know this one. And frankly, a lot of people have an opportunity to translate the work they do outside of the title and role. So I kept looking, kept looking, and I fundamentally came up with a mission to help people live better lives. I dug even deeper. I dug deeper and found that I can be calm in chaos. I can create safe spaces for people who are going through hard things. Back then, it was those on the ambulance that were literally going through hard things and maybe the scariest thing they've ever done in their life. But now it could be a coaching client who's trying to decide how they want to live their life and are worried about the changes they need to make. Or it's a leader of a team that's trying to recover after reorg or something like COVID, and just wants the team to come together and 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 be connected and be able to have fun at work again or it's organizations CEOs of organizations who bring me in and I create a safe space for the leadership team to figure out who are we for many of them post covid but who are we amongst all the social unrest and things are going going on out in the world how can we be better for our employees especially around things we don't exactly understand so I translated what I used to do into what I do now. And I can see it clearly now. And this is the Live Stoked, but the Live Stoked side of it has a big part that is career. And what I found also is that you can't lead Stoked unless you Live Stoked. So it starts there. A number of years later, I was introduced to the X model of engagement by Blessing White. It's a, There's a seven minute video. You can search it on Google. It's a worth a watch. But in essence, it says that on one axis of the X, is the organization. It has its mission, goals, and strategies. The other axis is the individual who has their own hopes and dreams that ideally will be fulfilled as they come to work in this place where the two meet, which is the job. Where there is great alignment, the employee can not only contribute to the success of the organization, but they can fulfill their own goals. The organization not only benefits from those contributions, but is fulfilling their mission and goals because of that work the employee is doing. This is full engagement and the lead stokes side. What's been interesting for me is that it's hard for many leaders, especially of certain generations, to break from the patterns and norms of leadership as they learned it. Some of the norms of leadership value loyalty, value tenure. Perhaps it's a command and control style of leadership where the individual's goals and dreams aren't really part of the equation and only their performance and contributions are. But there are a number of reasons why a leader might not bring out the best in their team, including that they themselves don't feel stoked. A while ago, I was coaching an executive at a large organization. She was being groomed to move into the C-suite, and this would be the final move in her career. But she had some behavioral issues in that she would yell at people and swear at them and and perhaps not show up up in a becoming way uh, that they would want of the C-suite executive. And that's why we were there and called in to work with her. On a day, I was talking with her and she just we were exploring what what was the root cause. And we looked at everything from, well, is she eating? But I asked her, what does she think when she walks into the room? And she basically said, I just think they're a bunch of fucking idiots okay, well, that's not a great way to enter a room and be a leader. But as we explored deeper and deeper, she finally said, I've realized that I've walked through all the open doors that have been put in front of me. I never once stopped to ask if this is what I want. She grew and progressed in her career, having bigger and bigger roles, having bigger and bigger impact, building out teams. But essentially what she was feeling was not stoked. She was feeling that she had perhaps gotten her on a path that was not of her choosing and she didn't know if she wanted it anymore. She was angry and frustrated. She felt like a trapped animal. So of course everyone seemed like an idiot to her because they just didn't get how she was feeling and how stuck she was. Frankly, she didn't get it either. After some time in her own personal work, she ultimately got the promotion, and finished out the six years of her career in the organization. But she needed that moment to come back and choose and to feel that agency and strength that comes from knowing that I choose to be here and I could have chosen not to be here. And I think that's the important part of this lead stoked and live stoked, is that until you're living your own stoked life and understand what that means, I don't mean fully, but an essence or sense that you can choose your outcomes, you can choose something different, it's hard to do it for others. If you read leadership books or hear stories of great leaders, you can start to see that they feel grounded and empowered. They know what they want at the organization, they know what they want to get from the experience and what they want to contribute, and it's only when they know all that that they can do it for others. They want the people that work for them to find their agency to accomplish their goals and contribute in the ways that are meaningful to them. Their measure of success is in the people they've catapulted out of their own team, whether it's above them, outside of them, or outside the organization, into new roles, new experience, or even sometimes into being more of themselves. One example of this was a manager of mine, um, in the first coaching position I had after retiring off the ambulance, I had gotten certified as a coach, gone through wellness coaching and I was working for a large health system. I'd been a coach for a couple of years and was itching to do something more in a manager position to open up and I wanted it. I mean, that's what success looks like, right? You get to promote up the ladder, you get a management role and, and it's, you know, off to the races from there. When I called my manager and told her I wanted to apply, she told me, don't even apply. And frankly, I was pissed. I was like, what are you talking about? She went on to tell me that the role is an administrative role and that you are a person who wants to develop others. Now, I'll be frank at the time. I didn't feel like I, I didn't hear that. I was still too angry, but it, it, it sunk in later. And what I came to realize is she knew me better than I knew myself. And she knew that I wanted to develop people. If I was ever going to be a leader or a manager, it had to be in a place where I developed people. And this wasn't going to be that role. What also started to become clear is the organization was moving more to a disease management form of wellness coaching versus the straight coaching that I'd been trained to do and that I wanted to do. So the X model was beginning to pull apart. The organization was growing and morphing into something different than what I wanted to do. But I was also growing as a coach as I was gaining more and more experience. I found I wanted to talk about bigger things. I wanted to talk about leadership. I wanted to talk about teams. But that's okay, and that's the point. Both organizations and individuals may outgrow each other, but as long as both got what they needed in the time together, it's all good. In order to live stoked, we always need to be looking out and assessing if we're getting what we need from the experience of work. If the organization's values still align with ours, and if the direction it's going in is still the direction we want to go? If the answer is still yes, then as a leader, in order to lead stoked, we need to generate a culture where these conversations can be had safely and openly, where individuals can share their dreams, their fulfillment, their fears, where they can explore the same questions that you're exploring in yourself. As a leader, In order to lead stroked, we need to generate a culture where these conversations can be had safely and openly, where an individual's fulfillment is part of the conversation, where they can share what they want to get from their experience of work, where they can share their values and see if they align. And openly, the team can discuss, is the organization's direction still going the direction the individual wants to go? So there you have it. Live stoked, lead stoked. In my world, they can't be separated. We will be exploring both sides of the coin, both axes of the X model, the pendulum back and forth, whatever metaphor you want to use, we're going to look at it all. So I thank you so much for listening today. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to send them my way. I may just answer them during one of our AMA or Ask Me Anything sessions. In the meantime, have a great day, and I'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for joining us for Live Stoked, Lead Stoked. We know you're busy, so it means the world to me that you'd spend this time with us. If you're interested in digging deeper on the topics discussed today, be sure to check out the show notes for resources and links related to this episode. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you found this to be time well spent. Your support helps us immensely. Plus, consider leaving a review. They're like virtual high fives, and I appreciate every one of them. Finally, stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Feel free to shoot us a message or a question. Your stories and experiences enrich the community we're building here, and you never know, your question may end up on a monthly Ask Me Anything. So until next time, keep subscribing, keep reviewing, and keep living your most stoked life. We'll be back with more inspiration stories and insights. See you then.